you were engaging in very risky behavior. The house could have crumbled at any moment, but good for you because you were functioning. Like, right. you know, it's, it's kind of bullshit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. And welcome back to another episode of Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast where imperfect people have imperfect conversations. I'm Christina. And I'm Lauren. And... And... (laughs) (laughs) Lauren, you picked the topic today. I did. Um, But first, maybe a little uh, where you at? I feel like we're speeding things up a lot, but also I feel like we're being really efficient. Almost too efficient. We're just too good at this. We're just too good at this. Don't hate <laughs> us. Um, yeah, where am I at? Well, I'm sick, as you can probably tell. Th- my birthday is on Monday. Oh. And I was supposed to have a party today, mm-hmm. but I canceled it because I've been really socially burned out this Fair. whole week and also like physically feeling like yeah. shit. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like I always do a low key birthday. Maybe once every five years, I'll have a party. But um, mm-hmm. but the thing that bothered me is like I don't know. I guess this is the only place I can talk about this and be a little <laughs> bitch. Um, when I canceled, everyone was like, "Oh my god, are you okay? Uh, why are you canceling?" You know, and. It's like, what if I just want to cancel because I don't want to do it? <laughs> Before I canceled, I feel like nobody really cared. And now that I canceled, everyone's like... <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, no. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I don't know. I've just been in a weird <laughs> it mood. It just, just means people like you. <laughs> I guess. But, but okay. <laughs> but, Lauren, the most important thing I want to talk about yes. is... I am currently vaping my last vape as we speak. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, okay, so um getting sick has really made me realize how bad vaping has been for my physical health. Mm-hmm. Like I have asthma and I can barely breathe like normally. And so this week I I sat down and I realized how much money I was spending on the pods every week. And it's just like ridiculous so i told brett and like a few other people i'm not gonna buy any more pods when this one runs out that's it like i might get a disposable here and there you know if i have to but i'm not buying any more of these like refillable deals i've never really done those but those are really expensive i use so i used to use the kind the fancy ones with a tank that you can refill with the liquid and that Mm -hmm. was expensive and high maintenance and so i switched to these views yeah. Like pods uh, as like harm reduction. That's what I told myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but now I'm like, okay, I'm ready to taper down from the pods. So it, at any point during this episode, if you hear me like exclaim in disgust, it's because I hit the end of my pod and it tastes burnt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we know it's coming. I guess another thing that happened this week, Lauren. Yes. Did you know that people are talking about us on the internet? What? Yeah. <laughs> So, are you, do you know what Medium is? No. It's a website where you can okay. post writing. Like, you can post stories you've written and you can follow other writers and you can comment on each other's stuff. So, I found this writer on Medium called Christopher Robin. Mm-hmm. That's his real name. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he has a podcast with another writer called uh, Christy Walter. Mm-hmm. Walters? I don't know. Um, Something like that? Okay. 
I don't have any cold meds in the house. And so like a few hours ago, I took mucus DM because that's all we have. And I couldn't stop coughing. And so I might be a little loopy, full disclosure. (laughs) Okay, we're ready for it. (laughs) Anyway, these writers have a podcast called The Unfocused Writer. And I listened to it. And it's really fucking awesome. Um, It kind of reminds me of us like they just it's so raw and unedited almost. Mm -hmm. Like it's just genuine conversations. Yeah. About writing, about mental health, about life. They're both in recovery and all this stuff. So I guess I followed Christopher on a medium and commented on one of his pieces and he followed our podcast and they totally talked about us on their most recent episode. Um, so yeah, I've been listening to them a lot. It really makes me want to have more fun with this podcast. Like, I guess the point of this whole story is that it reminded me that like, I don't need to worry about having everything so polished and like edited and stuff. Like as long as we're having fun with it, that's all that matters, right? Exactly. Like I tell you that. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So that's exciting. That is. We might have them on as guests at some point. I don't know. That would be awesome. Yeah, that's something that I would love to get into. It seems to me that podcasters in general are kind of like a community and sort of are like, yeah, you know, I listen to yours and it's cool and we are guests on each other's and things like that. And yeah, yeah I just think that'd be cool to get into. I don't know why I'm so nervous all of a sudden <laughs> talking about this other podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, that's all I have, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How were you at, Lauren? (laughs) So I had a roommate move in yesterday. So now I am no longer living alone. And that is why I'm sort of self-conscious because she's um, in her room, you know, next to my office. And I'm like, well, she can hear one side of a conversation now. (laughs) That's kind of sound weird. (laughs) This is the other Christina, right? Yes. Oh my god, that's so funny. On the other podcast, when they were talking about us, I guess another person named Christina had reached out to for them to be on her podcast. And so there was like 15 minutes of them on the podcast trying to decide which Christina was which. <laughs> and I've never been so mortified to hear my own name. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny because like, yeah, your roommate's name is Christina also. Yes, yeah, so you can say like, I'm the one that's connected to a Lauren, but... She also lives with a Christina. There's just too many Christinas, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I tried to go by Chris for a while. I can see that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my exes called me Chris, and like my former best friend called me Chris, and so I really liked that. But mm-hmm. yeah, when I moved to Seattle, I tried going by it, and it just didn't last very long. I did that once. I got sick of my name, and I thought that it sounded kind of ugly and clunky. So I tried to go by Lori, but... Lori? But it wasn't my name, so it was too weird, and I couldn't do it. (laughs) To me, Lori sounds like the name of an old lady, an old church lady who, like, shows up with cookies and tries to get you to join the choir. I have a good friend named Lori. I don't think she'd like that. Sorry, Lori. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so... (laughs) Hers hers is also an L-O-R-I, which I think is different than if it was L-A-U... R-I-E or something. L-O-R-I is kind of edgy. Yeah, like that's a younger sounding Lori. (laughs) The new Lori. I like that. I approve of that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I can relate to feeling a little awkward recording with someone in the next room because I've had to do that a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sound canceling headphones. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, this this is your first day off in a while, right? Like fully off from your program. Um, yeah, this technically, because 
I mean, you got to consider residential. I mean, that's full-time 24-7, so that's not a day off. No. This is my first day off in 75 days. Oh, my God. (laughs) Can you imagine that? Uh, I can, unfortunately. I know. <laughs> I The first day off I had from program, like I got a day pass from mm-hmm. treatment. And so I, I went on a lot of walks and I journaled and I felt really like discombobulated. Like I didn't know what to do with myself. Do you feel that way? I feel somewhat like that. I think it is probably good then that I had the roommate move in, you know, yesterday. Good timing. <laughs> I feel like she was going to move in in August. She was originally. Okay, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Well, I am crazy, nope. but you know. But not that way. Not that way. <laughs> <laughs> so so what happened to uh, move up the timeline? Um, I think it was just she didn't realize when she had to be out of the apartment. Gotcha. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. When's the last <laughs> time you lived with someone else? Um, When I first uh, got to St. Louis. So it was like 2018. I had a roommate for a year. Okay. What was that like? Um, that was fine. She was not there that often, although I question how she took care. Well, I shouldn't say anything. Okay. (laughs) Maybe I'll cut that out. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, she wasn't there that often because she was often over at her boyfriend's and that's what, that's kind of what ended our thing together. She ended up moving in with him and since they've gotten married and she's expecting her first child. Classic. Yes, all that. <laughs> Did the whole gamut. Yep. <laughs> so the the new roommate, Christina, how does she feel about the podcast? Um, I don't know what she thinks. I don't think she knows anything about it. Hi, Christina, if you're listening. <laughs> I told her before that I did this and she's like, I don't have anything to listen to podcasts on. I'm like, your phone? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Like when we when I was at uh, dinner with uh, Brett's parents the other night and my parents... His mom was asking me about the podcast and like, where can she listen, what it's about. And I feel like I kind of fudged my response. Yeah. <laughs> I, when people ask in real life, I just, especially if it's like an adult. <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. We talk about mental health. I wanted to say you probably shouldn't listen to it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel like people like that. It's just... I don't know. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. What so, do you want to talk about today? Yeah. I had a couple ideas, and I wasn't sure that I really liked any of them, and I felt like they were kind of half-assed, but the least of those is, <laughs> let's talk about being high-functioning. Ooh, I can really get into this. Yes. In particular, I figured there's high-functioning depression, high-functioning anxiety, and high-functioning in the eating disorder. I have been two of those. Now, when you say Mm high-functioning, what do you mean by that? Let's get your definition first of all. Um, trying to think of a way that I can word it in just, you know, like, words. (laughs) Not like a fancy definition. Well, because I feel like some people, when they say high-functioning, what they really mean is just functioning, period. Like, not losing your job. Or, you know, paying your bills. And then other people, they consider high functioning to be like your your issues are a complete secret. You're, you're going above and beyond. And literally, like, no one has a clue. I'm closer to that. That's okay. how I feel is like really high functioning. Like, I don't think you should be anything, you know, like, wow, suddenly you are just taking on everything. And I'm like, I don't think it's like you become a superstar. I just think that you you can totally fly under the radar. Yeah. When in reality, inside, you feel like 
an absolute mess. And how do we feel about that? Like, do we think it's a good thing? Because I have been proud of it in the past, like my ability to like, survive, quote unquote, when I'm crumbling on the inside. Yeah, I've been impressed with that, too. I'm always like, yeah, look at me. But I feel like sometimes I use that almost to have kind of like a little bit of like a martyr complex where it's you see other people that, you know, completely fall apart because they like go through a depressive episode or something like that. And I'm like, dude, I felt that shitty. And I still went to work every day and kept my place clean. And, <laughs> you yeah. know, It just feels like, why can't you do that? Because I did. And it was hell when I did it. So you should be able to go through hell too. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I mean, yeah, to be honest, I felt like that too. I've also been jealous of the people who like couldn't, hide, who couldn't function. <laughs> And I think that's it. I think it's because you feel so absolutely shitty while you're going through it and no one is seeing that you feel shitty. And that's just like so upsetting. I think that's where all that comes from, really. What made you choose this topic? Do you feel like you are currently high functioning or like you just came away from being high functioning, quote unquote? Let's let Um, them into our process a little bit. Yeah. So like the first topic that I had thought of was actually just doing it on motivation because I feel like I am struggling with motivation. But I, I don't know. It didn't sound like a spicy enough topic. I feel like we're not motivated <laughs> enough to do an episode on motivation. That's a good point. Too. It would just us be talking for an hour about how we're, just be like, we're yeah. not motivated. <laughs> But but somehow, don't die on me. Uh, Trying not to. I'll never find another podcast host. Well, hey, I'm quitting vaping so I don't die. That's right. Um, Yeah, but somehow that's what that's just where my mind wandered to because I thought of like feeling like I don't have any motivation. I'm like, it's hard to give off the impression that I am still functioning when I really have no motivation. I was like, there's a lot of ways. I've been high functioning in the past. I'm sure you have. Oh my God. I I mean, I have a few stories, I guess. I can't say that it's good or bad because it can be both depending on (laughs) what's going on. Yeah. Well, so I have always been quote unquote high functioning, like until I'm not. Yeah. You know, like I've spoken about it before, but usually unlike you, people really know that something's going on. They just don't like talk about it to my face until after the fact. Mm -hmm. And so I think I think I'm more high functioning than I really am. So you are like high functioning enough to get by because you do. Yeah, but not to necessarily play the card that nothing's wrong. (laughs) Also, so lately, I have been really leaning into not functioning when I feel like shit mentally. Like in the past, I would just try to push through it and do whatever it Mm -hmm. takes to just push it under the surface and act like everything's fine. Whereas now, I think I know myself better. Like, I'm about to turn 31. I've, like, had several mental health crises over the last few years, and I'm tired of functioning. Like, when I'm going through it, I just want to curl up under my blankets and isolate from everyone and not hide it. Like, I want everyone to know how bad I'm doing, if that makes sense. That's true. Or, I mean, I don't even know if I care if anyone, everyone knows how bad I'm doing at those points so much as, yeah, I just want to give myself a break and just be like, you know what? I don't feel like doing shit. I'm not going to do shit. 
<laughs> I guess my definition of functioning has changed, you know, because now mm-hmm. I think like if I'm aware that I'm in a depressive like state and I'm taking care of my emotions by saying no to things and drawing boundaries, like that to me is functioning. Yeah. Now, it didn't always look like, like that. And we can talk about like what it looked like in the past versus what it looks like now if you want. Totally. And I feel like for me, yeah, that now what I lean into more is functioning enough. Functioning which, enough. <laughs> yeah. That's healthy, and, I think. And I think that's because like, I feel like just me as a person, like I feel incapable of not putting that much effort in. Like I, you know, it might be coming from responsibility. It might be coming from guilt or shame about things, you know, like I can't be a terrible worker or something like that. Yeah. Well, when you say the word function, mm-hmm. it makes me think of a machine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you were more you, than you know, that. That's what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're doing the bare minimum and you don't even feel like you can do that, that's kind of how it feels like. Yeah. Like, am I functioning just because I am an asset to my company? Mm-hmm. You know, even if I'm dead inside, like, you could say I'm functioning then. Or even if I don't feel, you know, like if it's a really like depressive time and I don't even like feel like I can get up, then I still have to take Pico out in the morning. And, you know, it's like, yeah, oh, it feels like a robot is out walking him because I just my legs just had to move. (laughs) Well, so I'm kind of divided on this because on one hand, I feel like the concept of like high functioning can be kind of harmful because Mm -hmm. it encourages people to like mask their symptoms and not seek help. Mm-hmm. But also, like you were talking about walking your dog, like you you have to walk your dog, no matter how shitty you're feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, of course, it can get so bad that you can't even do that. But in the moment, like you're doing that, and th- your drive to be high functioning and walk your dog, that's healthy, because it's keeping you like, yeah, walking like- your dog, you're doing something. Yeah, like the the thought of him pissing and shitting all over my house is still enough to get me to at least like move. Yeah, so like that could be considered high functioning, but also you could look at it and be like, that's kind of the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I find it interesting, like I said, when I was thinking about it and thinking of the different ways that people can be, because in general, I feel like that is my my vibe is I am going to be high functioning. I feel too much responsibility and I put too much pressure on myself for all of this. But the one thing that I feel like I'm not that way is I don't feel like I'm high functioning dealing with anxiety at all. I mean, I've known people who can say, you know, like they're maybe they're just kind of like upset, but they're still just like sitting there and going through like whatever is happening at the moment. They're like, I'm having a panic attack right now. And I'm just like, how can you just be sitting there yeah. having a panic attack? I'm like, I would be like literally crawling out of my skin. Everybody would know if I was yeah. having a panic attack. That's how I feel. I'm. I, it's really hard for me to hide my emotions. Like I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve. I mean, I've been talking nonstop about this photo project at my parents. I've been organizing old photos. And like, (laughs) you can tell how I was feeling in the moment in every photo because I just do not hide my emotions. (laughs) And my mom told me that recently. She's like, yeah, when you're upset, you don't hide it. And I kind of love that about you. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) and I was kind of panicking. I was like, oh, shit, is it that obvious? Because I want to hide it sometimes. Exactly. You know, (laughs) it's just hard for us. 
And that's not a bad thing. Like someone has to be the emotional instigator. Yeah. And for the most part, I feel like I can do that almost too well because I feel like I have a really, a really good like blank face. I don't usually change my vocal tone very much. I'm not, you know, like screaming or anything like that. Yeah. Well, you are, you know, the minimization queen, <laughs> as we <laughs> yes. must mention in every episode now. Yes. yes. I accept <laughs> my title. Thank you. <laughs> but hopefully that's changing. Yeah. Maybe now you're the, the minimization duchess. Princess? Oh, yeah. The princess. I don't know. We're figuring it out. <laughs> but yeah, you have kind of made a career out of being high functioning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what has happened this time around to kind of make you want to examine that and try to, I don't know, change that? Yeah, I don't know if I want to change it or not, but it feels like something to think about um, just because of what we were saying before. Like, maybe, well, maybe it's not good to be high functioning. <laughs> I don't think so, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, when I was an alcoholic, I used to say, like, oh, I'm high functioning. And it was, like I said earlier, it was a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that I look back, I'm like, dude, you were hanging by a thread. You were engaging in very risky behavior. The house could have crumbled at any moment, but good for you because you were functioning. Like, right. you know, it's it's kind of bullshit. Well, in that too. Yeah, that's that's something that I think about is like, is it almost dangerous to be so high functioning in ways? Because you you feel every bit as bad as someone who is not. Someone who, you know, wears it on their sleeve and you see them like totally falling apart and you see like, oh my God, this person needs so much help. They are so far deep in a hole. But I would think, you know, like say with depression, then, you know, the high functioning people are the ones that go and kill themselves and everyone is like, what? I didn't yeah. even know they were unhappy. <laughs> yeah. It happens so often. Mm -hmm. And every time you're, you're right, people are like, I had no idea. Yeah. And it's. It's just sad. I don't know. I was thinking about something a second ago that you said. I'm trying to formulate my thoughts. Okay. Um, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so in past episodes, you have talked about kind of projecting your insecurities onto other people. Like like if someone else was um, bringing up concerns at work, for instance, concerns that you had, but you didn't want to talk about, you might be a little upset at them because they're embodying all of the characteristics you deem negative. Okay, yes. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so knowing that about you and thinking of being high functioning, like, do you look at people who are not high functioning? And like you said, you feel kind of jealous of them? Yeah, yeah. Is it because no, yeah. you think they're doing something that is so hard for you? Yes. Yeah, I can tell. It's like, I think you're getting right to it. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> I got there eventually. <laughs> but talk about that a little bit, because I really, I'm curious. Yeah, it's like, you're kind of proud of yourself. It's, you know, you said the same. Like, I put so much work into it, and I'm so good at this. But then it's like, what what is your reward for putting so much work and being so good at something? It the reward is nothing. Like that's that's actually like the aim. You know, you don't want anyone to see. You don't want anyone to, to say anything. So your reward is you get nothing. So yeah, I feel like you kind of start to realize that when that happens. And yeah, I feel like 
almost like cheated in some way, where it's just like, I could have put less effort into this and maybe someone would have offered to help me. <laughs> it feels like if I put less effort, maybe I would have got a prize, but you uh, just like, I can't hold myself to those standards. So I don't. <laughs> and it's always easy to look back and say like how, what we should have done or how we should have acted. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, like the reason that anyone is quote unquote high functioning is because they feel like they can't let people know what they're going through because they're going to get judged or it'll disrupt their life or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we could talk about like the reasons that you didn't feel like letting people in at the time. Yeah, I was just going to say, okay, um, my animals are using me as part of an obstacle course to chase each other. <laughs> so oh. there might be some craziness. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I feel like for me, something that actually like dictates having to be high functioning has always been um, money. Ooh, yeah. Because, yeah, often I have been in a place where it's like, okay, I can support myself, but barely. Yeah. And it's like, I don't get, I can't check out a life. I can't say, you know, like, I need to go somewhere where I'm where I'm watched 24/7 for the weekend because uh depression is too bad and I don't trust myself or you know obviously <laughs> leaving for 75 days. <laughs> That's the thing. It it does take a certain amount of privilege to break down. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's out of your control whether you can afford it or not, you just have to. Right. <laughs> but yeah, to be high functioning often is to say, I can't afford to break down right now. Mm -hmm. You know, my life is hanging on by a thread. Like financially, God, that's such a great point. We could do a whole episode on money and mental health. Oh, we should for sure. <laughs> um, it's a really like sensitive topic for me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I moved out at 18 and I have never moved back in with my parents, like barely asked for money over the years. But that has kind of been a detriment because like I was so set on not asking for help that yeah. I just kept like pushing myself and pushing myself so everything would look fine. And you know how that ends up. Exactly. Because <laughs> I did the same thing. As soon as I moved out on my own, then it was just like, I'm not going back and I'm not going to ask them for anything. And oh, well, that my taxes came back one year and said, you figured them wrong. You owe the IRS $3,000. I was like, I'll figure it out on my own. <laughs> I won't tell them. But the, like things like that going on. And I was just like, I got this. I don't really. <laughs> How did that work out for you? I paid $50 a month for several months. I mean, multiple years. And then I finally paid it off. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting that story to be more exciting. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but it's just like, in the end, all that happened is I just had to keep paying the money. And every time that I get a tax return, then it's like, well, you know, you were supposed to get this $800, but it's going to go to all this tax that we believe you owe. So you get nothing. <laughs> oh, what a nightmare. Like, what a pain in the ass. Money is a pain in the ass. I hate it, it so much. Like, I've never really had money. And the more money I get, the more I realize, like, oh, this is all bullshit. And it's more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. And for me, like, I feel like a few things have started to go right in that arena. So that's where especially, you know, like the high functioning thing comes into play in like, I don't want to lose this. Like, 
when I leased my last car, you know, they look up your credit and you're like, oh, you have a pretty good credit score. And I was like, oh, awesome. You know, like all those medical bills that have been hunting me down must have, you know, I've managed to pay some off. Some must have dropped off. Yeah. So now I'm just like, no, it's going to be a bunch more. And I've just got good credit. <laughs> so when, when you are high functioning and you realize that you cannot keep functioning any longer, I feel like there's two options that you have. I feel like most people either crash and burn, mm -hmm. they kind of have to drop the facade, not of their own free will, yeah. or they make a conscious effort to start being more authentic and to kind of start letting people in and asking for help. I feel like that's less common. I was just going to say, I know nothing about that yeah. second one. <laughs> well, you just went to treatment. Yeah. And you're doing a lot of work. Like on the last episode, you talked about digging into some unresolved trauma that you had kind of been failing to acknowledge over the years. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like it has the potential to disrupt your sense of, I don't know, normalcy. Yeah. And that is something too, where because, you know, it's my history, I feel like I'm not worried about that, though. I'll be able to handle it because I handle everything. <laughs> Well, are you, when when you do start like hitting an emotional nerve, do you feel your sense of control diminishing? Like, do you feel the urge to keep pushing it down, and so it looks like you're functioning to the rest of the world? Yeah, I think that's exactly default reaction on my part at this point. It's pretty hard to override. Yeah, I mean, for all of us, even on this podcast, I feel like there's things that we don't talk about. Because mm -hmm. we're worried about our image. Yeah. And I mean, you got to think still, like, I went to treatment. I didn't tell anyone in my family. My work doesn't know why I left. So that is still me trying to hold on to, you know, like, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I'm trying to think of where to go from here. That's all right. I'm being entertained as Pico and Meatball chase each other around. <laughs> Um, do you have any other stories about being like high functioning or like, what are some questions you want to pose from this conversation? Um, yeah, I would say that uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is where I wasn't that prepared. I was just like, I have a topic. <laughs> it's okay. Guys, we're not used to this yet. We're still getting in the flow. <laughs> it's hard to talk about this, I think, for me, because... I feel like I'm st I still fall into that trap of masking. Yeah. Like, I, I think I do it so much still. That's a good point. We can talk like, about the consequences of high functioning because as we know, it never really lasts. So like, as we've discussed before, um, we might both have undiagnosed ADHD. And oh yeah, I, had, I have a story about that too. Oh my God, you do? <laughs> As I just break in in the middle to tell you, which is, you know, like totally not ADHD quality. Well, I mean, this doesn't just apply to ADHD, but one thing mm -hmm. that like neurodivergent people do in general is like mask their symptoms. Um, mm -hmm. Like for me, yes. that might look like going to work and I don't know, not telling people when I'm having a rough time and just trying to push through it. And then it just gets mm -hmm. worse throughout the day. And the whole day I'm trying to shake off this sense of doom and like anxiety. And so I might, it might look like I'm having a normal day at work, but then when I go home, I'm so exhausted from masking all day that I, all I have the energy to do is just like 
lie down on my bed, yeah. turn on the air conditioner, take off all my clothes and just like cry. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, and so I've been doing that like almost every day. That's all I have the energy to do because mm-hmm. I'm so exhausted. And that's like, I, I don't feel like I'm functioning. I think that's yeah. like the trap is that you're not really functioning. No, you're functioning in whatever way is the most important to you because that's what I felt like. You know, I mean, I could say that's probably how my life was going or going to to treatment is, yeah, I was going through work every day and they were even telling me, you know, stuff like, oh, you're doing a really good job. And I'm like, yeah, that's because every bit of energy that I can squeeze out of myself, I'm putting into getting through this day. (laughs) And I think, yeah, the fact that we are kind of struggling to record right now, I think it's refreshing because Mm -hmm. that's us. Like, we don't really have our shit together. And we don't always know what we're doing. We never know what we're doing. (laughs) And so I think this podcast is kind of a good example of like, when we're not functioning, you can tell. Yeah, I felt like, yeah, that's what you were kind of getting at, too. When we're we're having trouble coming up with what to say. And it's like, it's because we're used to being so high functioning. We want to cover it up still. Well, yeah. And I used to edit a lot more than I do now. Mm-hmm. And like, it's hard to let people know how messy this is sometimes and how out of control we are. And so the urge, even with this podcast, is just to edit it to the point where it's polished and like makes sense. Yes. But we sound like perfect professionals that always follow a conversation <laughs> with no tangents. <laughs> but that's not us. No. <laughs> um, and I even think like it's damaging when we do cover up the dysfunctional parts of our lives because that's yeah. one less connection you can have with someone else who might be struggling. Mm-hmm. And that's something I think that I find myself fighting with when I'm trying to not put on the mask so much is being like, it's probably, you know, a relief to someone to see you be more real. (laughs) Yeah, because like, who is really functioning at top capacity right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, everyone is having a rough go at it. From what I understand, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if my sources are accurate, everyone's miserable right now. Like I never I don't really hear very many people that are just like, purely positive thinking like wow look at that person's got it so together it's usually like envious or you know just kind of like why 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 are do they have it all together and i don't when you know like that's probably the thing is this person that they see that has it all together also does not they're just covering it up question yeah has there been anyone in your life that you thought was like high functioning and then you found out that they really weren't I have a hard time thinking anyone is more functioning, high functioning than me. <laughs> I mean, for some reason, I'm thinking of celebrities mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of like Glennon Doyle in particular. Okay. She's, she's like, you know, she's been a controversial figure to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we talked about her. We've talked point. about her. Yeah, we talked about her yep. on the labels episode. But one thing I do like about her is that she is pretty honest about where she's at mentally and like on that episode we talked about her anorexia diagnosis Mm -hmm. and she chose to be honest with that and share with her large following and i really appreciated it yeah (laughs) Um, anytime someone in the public eye does that which it's been happening a lot lately Mm -hmm. i mean even since 
I started this podcast in 2018. I feel like more and more people are talking about mental health. It's yes. like, it's almost like a trend. Yeah, but, but it's not one that I mind because it needed to happen. Exactly. It's a good thing. Like People are afraid of letting down their guard and letting everyone know how fucked up they are. But I think if you can get past the fear and like the fear of judgment, mm-hmm. it can really change your life. Yeah. You're, you were just making me think I... I was watching a comedian a couple of weeks ago, and that comedian was talking about being diagnosed bipolar. She says, she's like, I hope that I'm one of the like positive people or positive role models or whatever to, to be diagnosed. She says, like, her doctor said, you know, like so-and-so, like some like famous movie star, like, did you know they're bipolar? And she's like, ooh, you know, like that person's pretty. <laughs> yeah that's kind of what celebrities coming out sometimes it's like oh wow yeah they're really talented uh yeah (laughs) and they they go through this too (laughs) we were talking about privilege earlier you know it's easier to come out and say that you have a problem when you are a rich and famous celebrity Mm -hmm. for those (laughs) of us who still have to exist within the capitalist machine i feel like it isn't always an option we have i think we we are very like black and white about this topic. I think we think you either have to be high functioning and hiding everything or you have to be a mess. Mm-hmm. Like there's no in between. And that's why I think I want to do away with the term high functioning at all if I'm being honest because I feel like it's just another way of saying like you're able to mask enough to exist in society. Like That's true. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm just kind of trying to think like, what what would be another way of putting like, do you, do you want kind of like a gradient? Well, yeah, like, or do you just kind of not want us to relate functioning at all to I, I want there to be other options between high functioning and non functioning, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's in betweens like you don't, I don't know. <laughs> like okay functioning <laughs> like basic functioning basic functioning yeah there's nothing wrong with basic functioning no <laughs> and you know showing up i have a sign in my office that just says just show up yeah it's like sometimes that's all you can do and i i think when you just show up it doesn't mean you're like high functioning it just means that you showed up yeah it just means yeah that you can Show up, like you said. Because when you apply that label, it put, it's a lot of pressure. Like, when I was going around calling myself a high-functioning alcoholic, it's a lot of pressure because the implication is that you you have to keep functioning, whatever that means. Yeah, because so, you know, there there's a functioning level where it's like, no, I'm not doing, like, my most stellar work, but I am going to work every day, or I'm not, you know answering a lot of friends' calls and requests to go out and do things like that. But I am waking up and showering. (laughs) Yeah. And that to you, that might be high functioning. Like Mm -hmm. that's the thing. It's so subjective. What is high functioning to me might not be high functioning for you. Yeah. Yeah. So to make that the goal, just seems like you're setting yourself up for failure. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there should be any like goal for how functioning you should be. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm alive. Really, yeah. It's just to meet where you're at. Yeah. I mean, but it's easy for me to talk about because, like, I am more honest about my mental health mm-hmm. now, and yeah. that hasn't always been the case. That still really isn't for me. That was something, yeah, I thought of earlier when we were talking. Like, what would it be like for me to tell work 
why I was gone. <laughs> like, I still can't do that. So no one knows, right? Except for like that one lady, maybe? Uh, say the, the HR the, lady? The, the girl in HR, she might, because I don't know how much of the paperwork she had to see. Oh my God, Lauren. Hmm. Announcement. Uh-oh. My vape. <gasps> it's done. Oh no. <laughs> Mom- moment of silence. So, podcast listeners, <laughs> I am saying this on air for posterity. I'm not going to go out and buy more pods. I'm not. <laughs> Even though this will probably ruin our potential partnership with Perfect Vape. That's true. You know, that's a risk I'm willing to take for my health. I say as I have a backup vape, like, in the corner. Yeah. Don't, don't worry, Perfect Vape. She said she still might buy a disposable. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I mean, vaping is how I function. For a long time, and True. when I was going off other drugs, and yeah. I mean, I went off my psych meds cold turkey in 2021. Let's not forget. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I, this week, I've been dealing with a lot of guilt over my compulsion to vape. Mm-hmm. I'm actually writing an essay about it. I don't know if I'll publish <laughs> it, but like, it's so stupid. It's so stupid that I'm so reliant on this thing. I have been thinking more often, yeah, about just like. I should not think that I'm going to do this forever. When do I think I'm going to quit? But yeah, I'm still at the point of like, um, I've had to quit some pretty big coping things very recently. So let's not add vaping just yet. <laughs> no, no. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to cast judgment on anyone who is vaping still. Let's get that no. clear. <laughs> I mean, we, we promoted it. We, we did we, a whole quiz on it. <laughs> I'm literally vaping in our bio on Instagram. <laughs> right. <laughs> should probably find a new picture for that. Yeah. I do not hold it against anybody that does not want to quit even. But but to tie this into the topic, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm going to struggle a lot with this decision. And I feel like I might be a little less functional in some ways mm-hmm. for a few weeks. That's fair. Because I know myself. Like when I don't have my vape to like calm me mm-hmm. at work, I get mm-hmm. really tense and like, anxious like more than usual yeah it get, it does get harder to function yeah i don't find that unless it is a particularly stressful day because those are the times where i sneak and like take a hit into my desk drawer <laughs> there's an idea there's something we could talk about if you do consider yourself high functioning what is it that is allowing you to function and is it healthy or not hmm. yeah so so we talked about vaping being one and another one we kind of touched on, I'd say a healthy one for me is having a dog. Yeah, that's those are perfect examples. Because like the vaping, I think, sure, it's allowing me to function. But long term, it's not going to keep me functioning. And right. so I have to find a way to cut slowly cut that out of my life. Whereas Pico, you know, <laughs> he allows you to function just by existing in your life. And yes. like, that is a really healthy reason to keep functioning. It's just thinking of things. It's like the things that I do for him that I'm just like, he literally cannot do this by himself. Especially he's very tiny. He couldn't lift his food. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he wouldn't even get fed or get water, never mind going out to pee. So it's like, I have to do this because I'm the only one that can. Yeah. Listeners, what keeps you functioning? Would yeah. you consider it healthy or not? Healthy or unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> we can make that our pickle poll next week. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know how much you want to stay on this topic. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're struggling right now. 
yeah, you know, some weeks we'll be struggling and that's just a fact. Mm -hmm. I think everyone can relate. I think we're we're still kind of getting back into the swing of things too. Yeah. At least I am. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to predict how functional I'll be on any given day. Mm-hmm. Same. That's that's the tricky part. Yeah, and I only had the one day off, so I didn't really have a choice this time. No one can function all the time. That's another thing that, like, the concept of being high-functioning, like, yeah, it's harmful because it implies that you must be functional at all times. Yeah, and, like, even someone that usually is, you're probably going to crash. We're humans. Like, humans aren't functional all the time. Mm-hmm. Like... That's- why, yeah, usually I am the person who can get up and get stuff done when they're like in a really depressive episode. But <laughs> sometimes I just lay in my bed until six in the evening. <laughs> yeah. And you're performing the function of rest, though, when you do that, if you think about it. Like, I think we talked on a previous episode about how hard it is to rest, like to give mm-hmm. ourselves rest. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's been helping me is viewing rest as an activity. Oh, <laughs> like, I like that. You are still functioning, even if you're catatonic and depressed on the couch all day, you're still alive. Your brain is is functioning to some extent, I'm assuming. Yeah. You're still You're allowing your body to slow down for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't have to have a capital F function to deserve to exist. Yeah. That's the message I want to put out today, I think. I think that's a good one. I, I know like that is one that I struggle with a lot, I think, because I, I, I think of how my parents have always been and still are. That it's just like, they just seem to have to be like project after project and always moving and always doing something. And, <laughs> you know, you're just like sitting when you could be cleaning your bathroom or working in the garden or something like that. Then they can't just sit. Yeah. I mean, you have a big apartment. And so do I. And I think like, there's a lot of chores that come with Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much that goes into just keeping it clean. And like we we each have multiple pets. And so yeah, (laughs) that's another thing. I think sometimes I get so caught up in just doing all of those things and ignoring my own mental health that I start feeling like I'm trapped. Mm-hmm. And I, yes. in those moments, I just need to like give myself some grace and let myself put off the dishes for a little longer. Yeah, or just yeah, say you know like okay, this floor is dirty and it's still going to be dirty tomorrow. But that doesn't mean I'm not functional, right? Sometimes you can't function right now, but you can still like you're still a functional human being that is loved and appreciated, and you still have like. Lots of things. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to be inspirational here, but I'm sweating my ass off. Oh, I think you're pulling it all together. Just lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the validation. I'm, I feel very insecure. <laughs> um, I don't really have anything else to say. You don't need to. Yeah. I don't you need, need to, to make a like point every to. time. <laughs> yeah. We're just starting a conversation. Um, right. What do y'all think about this topic? Yeah. Have some ideas on it that we didn't touch on? Because we were too busy stumbling over our words too much. (laughs) Yeah, like, what do y'all think of the term high functioning? And if you apply it to yourself, are you proud of it? Or do you think it's maybe not such a good thing? Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We post polls to Instagram every couple weeks that we then make an episode on. (laughs) I don't know what... Um, yeah, we'll post it to the Instagram. And if you guys want to answer it, we'll totally do an episode next week with your answers. 
Yes. We're still getting into the swing of things. It's fine. Give us grace. We're trying. <laughs> yeah, but um, thanks for listening, I guess. <laughs> My confidence is waning by the second. Thanks for listening, and I really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we really do mean it. Yeah. Um, follow us on Instagram at Pickles and Vodka Podcast. You can follow my personal Instagram, P-I-C-O-S-A-U-V-E. And I am at Extina Jumper. And as always, if there's any thoughts you have about anything, you can message us. We've really been enjoying hearing from y'all lately. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're going to try again next week. <laughs> Yeah, because that's all we can do is try. That's all we can do. (laughs) Until next time, see y'all. Bye. Bye.